Hello, and welcome to Knitting Shop Live, the podcast recorded live and unscripted by your favorite knitting gals. We are your hosts, Brianna, Kathy, and Natalie. And a huge thanks to our listeners for joining us. So today is Monday, January 15th of 2024. It is Martin Luther King's birthday, which I always like to remember that day for many reasons. So we are going to be chatting about community service. Now it's time for you to grab your knitting or your crochet or a drink or go on that walk and tune in because we're about to get started. So let's get it started as we always do with what's on our needles and we'll do Brianna, then Natalie, then me. How's that? All right. Brianna, um, so that. tonight I am working on the sample for the Nuble Chin Lovey. It's the class that starts on Saturday. And if you don't know what a nuble chin is, because I had no idea until somebody sent it to me, it's like this little doll, but it's all flat except its head. So that's why I'm calling it a lovey. So it has like this little bald head and then its whole body looks like flat Stanley and it's knit from the top down. It's a it's so much fun. I'm like knitting a little so turtleneck sweater right now. It looks like um but I'm gonna stop at the part where we separate for the arms and the body so we can do that in class um but right now I just have a couple more rounds to do for that that looks really adorable and fun to do yeah it's so much fun Natalie what do you have I am working on my sampler squares I actually just finished one it's the crochet sampler blanket um and I am on like my third or fourth one at this point so just wow. keeping on keeping on with that and then I've been working on my Moby sweater for Chris all week and I am addicted to these cables I love them it's a lot of fun a lot of fun nice all right and I am working on the uh little leftovers cowl and this is the second one that I've made. And my goal was, and I didn't think I would reach it, but this has been so pleasant to knit. My goal was to have it finished by this coming weekend to give it as a gift. And I will have it done probably tomorrow. And it's been a lot of fun to knit. Um, but I will tell you, I just will whisper this because when you just held that up, Natalie, I am doing the crochet sampler blanket and I am going to be starting my first square tonight. I was practicing. I love it. I can't wait. When you just held that up, I can't wait to go down. To, to get on that tonight too. So I'm so excited. All right. So let's jump into our episode topic. I want to just give a little backstory. Um, community service for all of us, for us gals, has always been a cornerstone, I think, of our personal small businesses. I take it this far and say, I think it's been a cornerstone of all of our lives. We've all really built that into who we are, what we do, and why we do it. Um, and I think that's partly to a testimony to the nature of knitters and crocheters, uh, to people who create creative people, I find tend to be giving people, people who want to share what they do. So, uh, and if, as if you recall, of course you recall Brianna and Natalie and our listeners who have been with us for a long time, we have always every year through the knitting shop organized a service project. Mm -hmm. You know, last night that hit me because I'm thinking of current service. And then I was thinking back and some of my favorite ones. So I'm going to throw you under the bus because I didn't mention this. 
Do you have a favorite service project that we did at the knitting shop? Yes. Yeah. All right. Brianna, what do you got? Um, hello, penguin sweaters. <laughs> oh, great. Our kids knit. That was so much yep. fun. And such so a fun. the whole story on that was fun. That's cool. Natalie, what about you? So mine, remember when we did dog toys for the SPCA? And it yes. was just eye cords that we would braid together and felt. I loved that. I thought it was so sweet. That was another one to our kids. That was a really good one too. And I loved the Santa train. I just thought that was a ton of fun. And the, our knitters would adopt, our knitters slash crocheters would adopt the bears and then bring them back dressed in a sweater with a hat. And we would send them down to Tennessee and they were on the Santa train. But it was really fun to think about the variety. Some we did more than one year and others we you know refreshed every year. So, all right. So um, as I was thinking about community service, you know, I like to break it into two things. So the first thing is community. I was thinking a lot about community. Um, we live in communities, why they're important. You know, it's, it's the connections, it's the inspiration, support, accountability, living among other people. And then you add in it the service part of it, which is our civic responsibility, personal growth, meeting some new people, a sense of purpose, which every retired person is looking for. Um, and then you put it all together, community and service. It means a lot to our entire globe, our whole culture, who we are, why we are, and just hopefully it will never be lost in the sauce because it's really, it's significant. So we have some questions. There's three questions we'll do tonight. We're going to do a round robin. The first one is, what is the first service project you recall being a part of? Ooh. Yeah, there you go. I had I had old. old. I feel old. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I had to really think back for this one, but I do, my like earliest community service project that I can think back to is in fifth grade I was part of my elementary school's environmental club and we spent quite some time putting together the we had like this grounds area that we turned into a garden and it was a little bit like a community garden for the students at the school and the faculty um, we planted you know just you know flowering plants um there was some like vegetable action as well um but that's like the very first thing I think I can remember wow and it was in grade school that's pretty yeah, cool in grade school mm -hmm. favorite I, time of the day right Natalie yeah. how about you I love that Brianna that's yeah it was so one. much fun I can't remember one through school I feel like that's the only place I would have done it but I do remember I don't know why I remember this but I do remember at the knitting shop one of my first like projects that I was allowed to work on as like a kids camp person was um we were making scarves with all kinds of different stitch patterns mm -hmm. and I remember you were doing a certain stitch pattern until you hit one of the tablecloth squares worth of length and then you would switch stitch patterns. And I, I learned, I remember your mom, Brianna, teaching me how to cable. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. that was, that's like the oldest one I can think of. 
And that is a flashback. And what did we do with those scarves? Were they part of the Santa train? I feel like they might have been. I think it was before we started the Santa train. I don't know if they were scarves or if we were sewing them into blankets or what. Maybe they were strips for blankets, but it was like a long strip. I remember that. Yeah. I think we might have been doing blankets. Maybe it was a blanket, but I have a vivid memory of your mom being there. I don't know why. (laughs) It's really funny. I hope she's listening to this. Hi, (laughs) Janine. I can now remember you learning to do cables on that exact project, which is super cool because there you are. I'm working on something for service and I have this opportunity to learn something that's going to change my life, really. Yeah. I was cabling earlier today. There you go. See that? And it all started in a service project at Kids Net. See that? Exactly. I love the memory of using the tablecloth squares because we had to have that same tablecloth for how many years? Yes. Um, measure things so that we didn't have to keep getting rulers and waste our time. But I now, wish every day for a ruler just like that. I just want to measure things on a tablecloth. Yeah. <laughs> how sensible is that? All right. And my first recollection of a service project, this is really flashing back way back, very early in my grade school days. We used to, at Halloween time, when we were trick-or-treating, we had little milk containers, little, little cardboard milk containers with a little slit in it, and we collected for UNICEF. Oh, wow. And yeah. So that's like my first recollection of something of service where we were collecting money for this organization. All right. Good old UNICEF. And I, I didn't look, and I really should have, if this operation still goes on today, but possibly it does. Yeah. All right. All right, you guys. So anybody who's in their 60s probably remembers collecting for UNICEF at Halloween time. Yep. In milk what? containers. <laughs> in these little milk containers. Yeah. Remember the little milk containers we used to get and you opened it up and you would drink out of it. And we just, they were, that's what you used. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. All right. Let's move on. So how about current service projects? What are some, what's the service project that you're currently involved with? Well, I'm not technically currently involved in this, but it is, I am starting soon, um, but with our second Saturday service knitting group, um, we're doing donations for the Siemens Church Institute, which I love. I'm so happy to be a part of it. I will be starting my project very soon. Perfect. Excellent. I also think I'm going to get involved with that, Brianna. I think it, I I just think it sounds like a great, great, great thing to be involved with. Um, And I'm really excited that we're doing it. So I would love to also make something for the Siemens Church Institute. Yeah, it's really, it's such an amazing organization. So well done, so well um, organized. And I am doing the same as you gals. I am doing the Siemens Church Institute knitting for the Mariners um, with Second Saturday Service Knitting. And if anybody's listening um, and you're in the area, catch up with us, come join us. And, or if you're not in the area, send us an email and we'll, we'll let you know what you can do because you can do it from a distance and send it in. But it's very, very gratifying. Um, the other thing that I did, my most current one was today, which is really fun. Uh, through a local church, Trinity Church in Swarthmore, they do um, a food um, donation. So we did breakfast bags, which you assemble 
And that was so fun. And then drop them off. And there's a big drive up to drop them off. And then we also assembled a um, hundred meals, which are frozen and taken to shelters and they are complete meals. And it was really cool. And it's, it was fun because that, that what brought that really fun was we were all working kind of as an assembly line side by side. So that was a neat experience too, to see what you can do when you work with others. Yeah. Right. That kind of a system is a lot of fun. You know, I love assembly lines and every time I'm working side by side with somebody and just doing my little piece of the part of the project, I can't help but see Lucy and Ethel from the Lucy show in the candy factory, that episode. I just, oh yeah. I could definitely work like that. Like the candy's <laughs> coming off the conveyor belt and they're putting yeah. it into the little papers. And yeah, I'm, a, I'm an assembly girl kind of girl. All right. So future service projects. If you said to yourself, I want to try something new that would be, you know, make a difference in our world. Doesn't have to be something that you even have a place to do it, but just something that you would like to do as an individual that would make a difference in our world. Brianna, what would that be? I have actually done this before as part of um, the MLK Day of Service. A lot of colleges and universities use Monday MLK Day to have this like huge service event. Um, and a couple of times I've done this where they either do like a community cleanup. Um, so they go like to the nearest city or like close park or whatever and do like a huge cleanup of it and I've also done some clean out of invasive species in like some natural habitats so they do it a lot at John Hines Park um they have like a couple of days a year where they do a clean out of invasive species so plants that aren't supposed to be there that are hindering the native species from growing and thriving I just like I'm always on the lookout for something like that because it's usually just like one big day. It's not like a super huge commitment where you have to do like several hours a week or like, you know, commit to days every month because with my schedule, I can't do that. But if there's this one big day where there's a community cleanup, I would love to be involved in something like that. That's my jam. That's pretty cool. And it's it's sort of like the experience I had today too. It's a one day yeah. uh, difference and, and then you're aware of it and it's in your heart all the time, but it's one day. And then you've got that team and even the dirtiest of jobs, like to me, cleaning out invasive species mm-hmm. makes me go, Ooh, but you're with a team and you're doing it together. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's neat. All right. We've got to be on the lookout for that. All right, Natalie, how about you? What would your future next service project look like? So I have been thinking about volunteering at a food bank. Um, I have for a while. I, I think like what's cool about what a lot of the food banks are doing now, they can do like wish lists on Amazon or on Target. And you can actually just buy specifically from their wish list, which I think is great because they can just sign up for things that they really need. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're sending them like high need items. And since Amazon's so like efficient at delivering even groceries that are perishable, a lot of food banks have those too through their um 
sites. So it's a good way to do it without if like if you don't have the time to spend the day to do to do something like that. But I would love to go and help like just a couple days in the year and figure out how I can get a little bit more involved with that. Because I do think that local food banks, they really keep our communities running. So mm-hmm. they, do. they really do. And they do such a great job. You know, I where I live right here, I'm right around the corner from a very active, well-run uh, food bank. And you can just tell that they're meeting the needs of the people and people just continue to come. I always would love to be on the inside of that too, Natalie, although that's not what I wrote down, but um, because when you see, like I took this morning, our neighborhood here, our um, police department and council was collecting food donations for the food bank that I'm speaking of, which is um, fishes, fish, fish to loaves, loaves of fish. Loaves um, of fishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loaves and fishes. And um you know, I went through the list that they had there, but I'm sure that we all brought in different types of jelly, different types of pasta, different types of this, that, and the other thing. I would love to be there to see all the variety that comes in and then try to help organize it so that it it could get utilized. They just had on the news last week, on the nightly news, the night, you know, the national nightly news, a woman who was in her nineties and has been doing this for, I don't know, at least 30 years. And it was showing her organizing the shelves and moving the inventory so that expired th- things that were coming close to expired weren't sitting in the back and never got used. And I just thought that looks pretty neat to be able to organize that, doesn't it? So, oh, yeah. and then make sure and then know that it's getting distributed um, too. Okay. So that was not my one. My future service project um, is financial literacy in classrooms. I really dream of doing that. Um, I did reach out to an organization that was just noted in our local newspaper because we all, everybody has a lot of responsibility now to understand the financial literacy of planning for their future plan or you know, planning, getting, planning a budget mm-hmm. getting through day by day. Excuse me for one second. I, sorry. No, I love that. I feel like we've talked about that before too. Um, I think that is so important though. Like I think when we talked about it before, Natalie and I both mentioned like in school, you don't learn how to do any real life budgeting or financial planning at all, unless it's a special class. No, yeah, yeah it's it's so important. And I remember even, I think in my high school specifically, which is your local high school, Kathy. So it could be a good place to get involved if this is still the case. But um, I remember it being like a finance class that was available, but it was only if you elected it, you had to elect into it. And it was a lot about like investing. It wasn't necessarily all about budgets, but I think it's very hard to have and stick to a budget especially as a young adult coming out of college and, you know, your first job, you you don't know how to manage money. And I also think that right now with it being so easy to check out uh, on like apps in yes. like e-commerce platform kind of situations, like I could, I could buy something on Amazon in less than 30 seconds if yeah. I was like ready to do it. So I think that it becomes even more important to have a budget that you're sticking to because money has never felt less real and less like physical I guess having that like general credit card use responsibility Mm -hmm. there's so many people still like people that are older than I am that use a credit card like it's 
real money and they don't think that they have to pay it back. Like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> so that yeah, is- back it costs more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So look at that. What a nice variety. We've got environmental, food, finances. So we're going to just like cure the world of whatever ails it. <laughs> we're willing to help. We're willing to help. So very good. Well, and that, so there's such a variety of things that you can do for community service also. So, you know, I always think of it as find your passion, find your passion yeah. and, and then find your place to do it. So here's a question. Where do we find those places? Where do we find these opportunities? So I actually have done some volunteering in the past and I've found some opportunities through a website called volunteer match. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but you can search or if you're looking to volunteer time, you can search your area and, you know, either like a virtual volunteer setting or an in-person volunteer setting. There's different categories. Like if you're interested in certain topics like hunger or just like civil service, um, they you can like filter through all of those. If you have a special skill that you want to use, um, there's always a lot of opportunities for like grant writing um, for volunteers. So like organizations that need money need to be able to write grants to obtain funds. Um, so if you're experiencing grant writing, they're looking for people all the time to do that. But as well as so many other things, like if you're a teacher, if you have experience with children, there's so much that you can find just in like your own zip code on volunteer match volunteer match i never heard of it have you, have yeah. you had no i've never heard of it but i'm gonna need to try it that's awesome yeah that's it's cool. really cool so even if you're not familiar with your area or not familiar with like what kinds of opportunities could be available that's a great place to start that's yeah a, that's a really great and then it may inspire some other things that you hadn't even thought about that yeah. are opportunities these by sitting there and looking at it and getting some ideas that's very cool I thought of like the groups that you're involved with like whether it be church mm -hmm. or work or different clubs and sports mm -hmm. um, I think that more and more we see a lot of opportunities there um, like with the sports like the different fundraising events that they do for um, to benefit organizations so different groups that you're involved with good yeah. all right anything you can think of that just local library systems. I can't say enough about them and they are really great connectors to a lot of different community programs. So um, it's always a good place to go and ask if you're looking for something to do in your immediate community. Yeah, ask your local librarian. <laughs> no, no, they know everything. <laughs> they're like the best, the, the, they're like our um, Siri. They're our personal series, but they're mm -hmm. live. <laughs> yeah. So. I think I've mentioned this before. Ed uses Siri all the time. Sometimes he talks nicer to Siri than he does to me. Like, <laughs> and she talks, she talks nice to him too. Um, but librarians are great. And actually the library, I'm thinking, you know, there's an opportunity that they may need volunteers also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sheldon books or running a program or whatever it might be. So getting, a, getting involved makes a difference. All right. Anything else we should chat on volunteering or can we move on to the other things we'd like to do? I don't I, I think I covered what I had. So yeah. All right. So I'm glad that we could take some time to talk about community service. 
um, and you know, keep it always on our radar of what we can do to make a difference. That, I think that's the biggest, one of the things that I find gratifying is, you know, you're making connections, you're learning new things, but at the end of the day, knowing that you did something that made a difference, it just feels so good. Doesn't, it's not a paycheck. It's, I made a difference. So yeah. All right, let's do it then. So favorite something, shout it out, Brianna. So this week, my favorite something is if you're local, the Brandywine River Art Museum. I have never been there until this past Saturday. It is amazing. If you're not like thrilled about going into Philly to see art, go to the Brandywine River Museum. It's I think we paid like $20 to get in. They have three levels of art exhibits. We were there for a couple of hours looking and, and reading. It was amazing. It was so much fun. That's my favorite thing. And the building itself is gorgeous too. Nice. That place is phenomenal. And another library plug. I know for a fact that the Delaware County Library System has free passes to the Brandywine River Museum. Yeah, they sure do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Love the free passes. There's another love. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Natalie, what's your favorite thing this week? My favorite thing this week is a claw clip and I'll explain. So I, the claw clips, I don't have one on me right now. I want to like hold one up, but it's um only you guys can see me anyway. It's just like a clip that you put in your hair and it's got all these teeth and it holds up your ponytail or whatever. And I was watching a curling tournament for Chris and I needed a cable needle and I didn't have anything, but I did have a claw clip in my hair. And so I used the little uh, pegs on it. I used one of them as a cable needle when I needed it. So (laughs) my takeaway from this week is that anything can be a cable needle if you try hard enough. And this week, my cable needle was a claw clip in a pinch. So that's ingenious. Thank you. I I thought when I did it, I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) I've never done anything this smart in my life necessity the mother of invention you you could have like 10 you know 10 fingers on that at one 10 cables going at one time yeah it was crazy it was awesome but highly recommend anyway nothing is going to stop us no nothing is going to stop us (laughs) i'll go out on that ice and find something to use if i have to 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 cross this cable i'll use an icicle there you go oh all right. And my favorite thing this week is uh, it's yours, you guys. It's your on, it's your roots on demand um, videos, tutorials that you have. Cause I'm in class doing the crochet blanket, which I'm loving. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's pushing me to learn more and, but I just needed some reassurance and it was so cool. So the, the video is beautiful. The explanation is beautiful. And of course I just like hearing your voice. So, you know, what can I say? <laughs> It's really great. <laughs> All right. My favorite thing. So let's talk dinner this week. Oh, so Brianna. Tonight we had leftovers. So after we went to the art museum, we went to um, Kennett Square for some lunch and we ordered way too much food. We went to this place called the Naked Olive. It's like Mediterranean. It was very good. Highly recommend it. But I had a falafel sandwich and sweet potato fries for dinner tonight from there. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. And what a great day out on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Love it. All right, Natalie, how about you? 
we had, I made fresh pasta tonight. We actually ate before the podcast and I made meatballs because I also had some time off today. Um, and we got the KitchenAid pasta attachment for Christmas, um, oh. which was such a, a lovely, lovely gift. And I tried it for the first time today and it was so fast. I think I rolled and cut all my pasta in less than 15 minutes and wow. it was four servings of pasta. So it was like a decent amount. Um, so I, I think it turned out great. It's the best pasta I've ever made. And it was really honestly not that hard. So I used the mixer to mix the dough too. I didn't need it by hand. So worked out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Fresh pasta just melts in your mouth too, doesn't it? So yeah. good. And then when you have that box pasta, you go, ooh, this is a little chewy. No. <laughs> All right. I have to tell you girls, I was so challenged after last week. I had total fail last week on what's for dinner that I had to go for success this week. So we had um, pork cutlets in the crock pot. And it's like this garlic uh, red wine sauce that I put with it. And then I did fresh carrots and apples. I did a um, roasted vegetables with them. And then I made cornbread. So I had to redeem myself after last week. And I'm going to just say it all turned out and it was on time and it was good. So, yeah. That sounds like a 100% redemption. That's amazing. With the corner that you made? Yeah. (laughs) I'm still traumatized by last week's dinner. I can't even tell you. Like, I still go, oh my gosh. All right, you guys. Well, let's do this. News and updates. What do you guys have? Um, I think just with Roots, we are still uh, moving along with our new year of classes. February classes are starting. Um, and we have we have a lot more stuff going on as well. So just make sure you stay updated um, with our emails and on social media. We have a lot of fun things coming up. Very cool. Very good. And, you know, the thing that I found to, you know, also was when I went to your website is visit your website every so often. It's a great website mm-hmm. with your inventory and the classes and the on-demand. Um, I find sometimes in this world that I'm not going to, to the websites as often as I used to. I'm just kind of grabbing stuff here and there along the way. And then you go to the actual website and go, oh, this is all I really needed. Let me spend some time here today. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. And you're welcome. Anything else? Uh, yeah, no. Well, uh, if we can record again next week, um, yeah. it will be episode number 176. My gosh, that's a lot. And Natalie, you're our host. Yeah. And the is going to be entertaining tips and tricks, do's and don'ts. So mm-hmm. now that the holidays are done and we can kind of all evaluate what went well, what didn't go well. I thought maybe we could share that with our listeners. All, All right. right. So just to clarify, it's like entertaining, like hosting, not entertaining, like tap dancing. <laughs> right. Okay. Love, Got it. Unless that would make the party better. I think it might. So maybe. I think without a visual, no one will want to listen to me tap dance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. So Let's wrap it up then. And, you know, as always, we wonder, are you listening? Are we making a difference? So please add a review to wherever you do listen to this podcast and also share us on your social media so we can spread the word. And again, we want to make a difference. We would love to hear from you and invite you to join us as a guest on our future podcast. Please email Kathy or Brianna and Natalie. Our email addresses are in the show notes. 
So hopefully you finished your project, you finished your drink, you finished your walk, you finished whatever you might've been doing because it's time for us to bind up. Thank you for listening. Thank you.